You are listening to the Civics Now Studycast. In this episode, we will discuss how the Constitution protects the freedom of religion. Our first main idea will discuss how the First Amendment protects the freedom of religion. The very first part of the First Amendment says that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. The meaning of these words in the First Amendment can be explained like this. First, there's the establishment of religion. Congress may not establish, that means institute or create, an official language for our country or favor any one religion over any of the numerous others. We call this the Establishment Clause. The other part of the First Amendment, the free exercise. Congress may not stop you from holding any religious beliefs you choose or having no religious beliefs at all. Government may not unfairly or unreasonably limit your right to practice any religious beliefs you wish. We call this the Free Exercise Clause. So we have these two protections, but why did freedom of religion become an important principle in America? Few of the early English colonies in North America permitted religious freedom. In several colonies, one religious group controlled the whole colony. Everyone living there had to follow the same religious ideas. People who disagreed were often persecuted or forced to leave the colony. By the end of the colonial period, things had changed. For one thing, there were more religious groups such as Baptists, Catholics, Jews, Quakers, and many others. Most people's attitudes had also changed. More people practiced different religions. People became more accepting of each other's religious differences. Over time, people came to believe strongly that everyone has the right to his or, own, his or her own religious beliefs. In addition, men like Thomas Jefferson and James Madison were greatly concerned about the dangers of religious intolerance. They were well aware that throughout history, religious intolerance had often led to conflict and to violation of individual rights. They thought... Religious intolerance was a danger to the community and harmful to religion. The Freedom of Religion Clause in the first part of the First Amendment illustrates the strong belief in America that government should not interfere with religion. Now that you have a little history about freedom of religion in America, why do conflicts about freedom of religion still exist today? Americans feel strongly that freedom of religion is an important right, but that does not mean that we have no disagreements about the issue today. Today's conflicts about religion focus on the following issues. First, the Establishment Clause. This clause sets forth the idea that government is to be separated from religion. The meaning of the Establishment Clause is a continuing source of conflict among Americans. Does it mean that government may not be involved with religion in any way? The second conflict arises around the Free Exercise Clause. Each person has an absolute right to believe any religion or in no religion at all. Freedom of belief is an inalienable right that cannot be interfered with by government in any way. The free exercise clause also means that your right to practice your religious beliefs is protected. But does the free exercise clause mean that all religious practices are protected? Can government prohibit a religious practice that endangers public health or safety? Sometimes there's conflicts between the principles in the establishment and the free exercise clauses. For example, if government pays for prison chaplains, is it, it is supporting religion. On the other hand, to prohibit government from doing this would interfere with the right of the prisoners to practice their religion. 
Disagreements like these about the relationship between government and religion have caused a number of important cases to be brought before the U.S. Supreme Court. In each case, the Supreme Court has to decide how the freedom of religion clauses of the First Amendment should be interpreted. The next question we seek to answer is, can government limit your right to practice your religious beliefs? In certain cases, government can limit the way you practice your religious beliefs. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that certain religious practices may be forbidden without violating constitutional rights. The court has said that religious practices may be limited if they are contrary to public morals, endanger health, or harm the common good. U.S. Supreme Court decisions have said that religious practices involving polygamy, being married to more than one person at the same time, may be forbidden. Government can also require that children be vaccinated against certain contagious diseases before they be admitted to public school. They may require vaccination even if it violates a family's religious beliefs. The final question I seek to answer is how can we decide issues about religion in public schools? At the time the Constitution was written, public schools as we know them now did not exist. Children who attended school usually received a great deal of religious training. In fact, their parents expected the schools to give religious instruction. There has been growing disagreement about whether religious teaching should be supported in public schools. During the past 70 years especially, the U.S. Supreme Court has heard many cases dealing with the subject. Some some questions the court has tried to answer are, should tax money be used to support religious education? Should public schools be allowed to provide periods of time when students can attend special classes to receive religious instruction from their own minister, priest, or rabbi? Should public schools be allowed to require students to take part in prayers or read the Bible during regular school hours? The Establishment Clause requires that government be neutral toward religion. Government cannot support one type of religion over another type, nor can it support religion over non-religion. The courts follow guidelines when deciding whether government is complying with the Establishment Clause. They look at three factors. 1. The courts examine whether government is actively endorsing religion. Number two, the courts examine whether government is compelling people to participate in religious activities or to accept religious beliefs. And three, the courts examine whether government is providing special treatment to one type of religion that it is not providing to another type of religion. If government fails any of these factors, it is in violation of the Establishment Clause. In recent years, for example, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that a high school could not require its students to participate in a prayer at their graduation ceremony. The court concluded that the high school, by requiring the prayer, was endorsing religion and compelling the students to participate in prayer. That concludes this episode of the Civics Now StudyCast. Thanks for listening.